Another episode of the Final Percent Podcast, and I have my good friend, the, the Ben Humble. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come on, man. You know I'm here for you, bro. This is exciting for me to be a part of this world. I so much appreciate you and everything you're doing, man. So I'm excited to get with you, have an amazing dialogue, and just help some folks. Yeah, well, so we just got done doing the humble treat number two, uh, humble retreat number two. Yes. You know, I probably didn't need to say retreat because it really was a treat for everybody involved. Ooh, you dropping bars already, son. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've been a part of a lot of retreats, masterminds, events. And the thing that struck me about this one was, and I, I talked about this because for anybody who wasn't at the Humble Retreat, I'm sorry. You, you messed up. You messed up. But now, hopefully, you know about them. Uh, we are going to do another one in Vegas here, here shortly. It's going to be sometime in June-ish, you know. Let us slide on that a couple months, you know, sooner or later. Um, but here's the thing. We did a private concert for people at the end of this. And it was so interesting because I sat there and remembering every conversation that you and I had and every intentionality. And I actually gave a speech about this to everybody saying, it's amazing to reflect on when the decision was made for the moment that provided that breakthrough for that person. Mm. It was absolutely incredible. And I know that intentionality is an incredibly important thing for you. How, how do you become intentional? How do you finally, you know, get fed up with your own bullshit to where you finally just say, okay, this is my intention and I'm sticking to it? Because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I have said this multiple times to Ben that it's not often that I get to meet somebody because everyone kind of comes in at a level and you're like, damn, this person's cool. And then they get worse and worse and worse and worse. And when I met you, you were so intriguing, so interesting. And I was like, man, that guy's really cool. And you've only gotten better and better and better. So it's completely opposite of what we are dealing with and used to in the, the society. And I, I have to boil it down to the fact that you really are. And now that I've been a part of an event, I just kind of ran support on the first one. But this one I really was a part of. And I got to see just how intentional you were. Mm. How do you become intentional? Well, it starts with your value system for me. Where in your map of what's important in your life, what are the things that you truly believe are so valuable and that you would sacrifice, you would give up your time, your energy, resources, and things that you have available to yourself. Where, where do you place that? And in my internal thinking, in my dialogue with myself, where I place a tremendous amount of significance, importance, and value is on this idea of a result. And the reason why the result matters is because if you don't believe in the result, and if you don't value the result, then you don't actually honor and respect the process. Mm. So what we do is we get so busy See, so many people in this society, they value other things like effort. Mm. They value things like 
uh, acknowledgement. They value the pat on the back. They value some of the things in life that, you know, for me is a luxury in a first world economy. So it's, you know, I come from a communist country, you know that. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, my, my most fundamental thinking is nobody actually cares about your your effort. Nobody actually cares about the things that you want to do. Your mom cares, your dad cares because they're obligated to love you. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, the result is all that matters. Mm. And that's it. Because in business, nobody gets rewarded for trying. They get rewarded for executing. Yeah. In life, in marriage, in personal fitness, if you think about a person trying to lose weight, nobody actually cares that you tried to lose weight. The only matter, the only thing that matters is did you or did, did you, you lose not weight? lose the weight? It's as simple as that. So I'm a person who really, really respects the result. Mm. And that formulates in my brain and that creates the rest of how I am. So if I really care about the result, then I now have to decide, am I a person of integrity or not? And integrity is this. You think something, you believe something, and then you do the thing that you think and believe. It's mm. as simple as that. If you don't, you're a person living out of integrity. If you believe the earth was round and you walked around telling everybody that it was square, then you're living out of integrity with what your belief system is. Mm. So if I believe the result is important, I've now created what I call a fiduciary responsibility. Mm. There is no circumstance by which I can simply you know, take shortcuts or treat it half-assed or just pretend. None of that matters. I would be living out of integrity. Mm. So if I'm results-driven, if I want to live in integrity, which I really do because there's nothing to me more important in this world than truth. Mm. And the truth is, if I care about the result, then I have to do everything in my power to achieve it. If there's a better way, I'm obligated to take a better way. If there's a better thinking, mm. I'm obligated to change my thinking. So as a result... What I've realized, pun intended, to get the result, I have to create some mechanism, and the mechanism in me is intentionality. Mm -hmm. There is no wasted effort. I'm a maximum efficient machine because I care about the result. So I'm so black and white on this issue that there's, no, there's nothing else that truly matters on the result side. So I start mm -hmm. with massive intentionality. I go, I have to achieve this. I have to achieve this. And I literally engineer what do I need to do and what do I need to do is going to determine by who I am. If you're what I call a level two personality, so you're a person that you can relate this to years of growth. If it says it takes 10,000 hours or 10 years to master mm -hmm. something and you're level two, you're in year two of your growth cycle. So you're okay. at 20% of the way there. Okay. At 20%, you're going to make decisions based on 20% of mastery, not actual mastery. Ooh. So when you have 10,000 hours and you have 10 years of mastery and you can truly make decisions from a position of mastery, you've become a master, which means you think like a master, which means you behave like a master, which means you achieve things that only the master can achieve. Mm. You cannot fake mastery. You will not live with the level of conviction and experience in your heart and in your fiber to go ahead and do amazing things. The way that I achieve mastery, the shortcut to mastery is to be so intentional about mastery. Mm. Result. So I believe in my life, if I want a financial outcome, my job is to obtain mastery in the area of finance. For yeah. me to obtain mastery in finance, I need to be extremely intentional with the only things I have, my resources, my time, my energy, my capital, my relationships, all these things are resources. If you take these things and you misappropriate them, you misuse them, well, then you're not actually pursuing mastery. You're not actually pursuing the result. You're pursuing some other thing that is not result-driven. <laughs> Dude, many of us 
don't actually want the result to the extent that we want to feel like we want the result. Oh. Dude, we we are a society, I think, today of people who are Come craving on, the feeling. We're craving – we have an imposter syndrome around it. If we look like we're a millionaire, to many of us, it's good enough. Mm. To me, it's not. Mm-hmm. Right? You either are – or you are not. You have achieved a financial status. You've done the things that a million millionaire will do. Or you haven't. And if you haven't, that's okay. Yeah. I don't discount you as a human being. Yeah, just I, don't say you don't don't say that you are when you're not. My secret to becoming successful in life is this, as simple as this. Stop lying. Just stop lying. It's easy to say tell the truth. But that would assume that you're a glass half full kind of person Mm. and the truth comes easy. What you can absolutely start doing is to stop lying. Stop lying to other people and yourself like right now. (laughs) Because, bro, everybody lies. They put on a show. They present numbers and things about themselves that they want the world to see that they know is impure and inaccurate. You wear clothes. You drive a car. You take things on credit. You do stuff in this world to impress other people that you don't even like. You're living a life of lies, and yes. all it does is it robs you of your identity. Okay, so here, here's something that Ben and I have, have come accustomed to saying, and I'm going to just tell all of you right now that everything that Ben just said, you should pay extra for that. You, uh, dude, I'd pay extra for that. <laughs> I literally would. That's why I, I get wish, mentorship. I wish, I, like, you know, if it boils down, I've been, I, you, we talked about, because we're both coaches, we're both mentors. And we talked about, I, I told you the first thing that I have to do to clients is to kill the silver bullet. Mm. I don't want, so I, good. I do not want them to think that, oh, I paid you, now it's your job to make me whole. Mm. It's your job to bring me ac- across the finish line. But I think you might have just stumbled upon, because I say this all the time, when people sign up for three months of coaching, I say, Usually, we need to go into a, the next level because after three months is when you start to not lie to me, when you actually tell me the truth, when you actually tell me what's going on. So I think we actually just discovered the silver bullet. Stop lying. Just stop lying. Stop in lying every to yourself. every area of your life. Yes. And stop, and most importantly, yourself. Yeah, people have this autoresponder life where they... When oh they've adopted God, so all these good. different, like, we talked about this the other day. Like, everybody so says, good. you walk by somebody in the hallway and say, hey, how are you? And you don't stop for a brief moment to actually get a response. Yes. You literally keep walking. You've adopted this word as if it replaces the word hello, but the word you're looking for is hello. Hello. No further dialogue required. <laughs> but what we do is, hey, how is your day going? And you don't even stop for a brief moment to actually respect that person's opinion. Yes. If somebody said, it's going like shit, actually. Do you have five minutes to talk about it? You're going to go, oh, I don't have time. Awkward social cue. I better stage right. I better keep going. Yeah. So we do these things, and this is my thing. We become so unintentional because it's relatively cool in society. You know, I'm married for the last 13 years. Mm. It's kind of cool in society to be noncommittal. Like you meet a girl, and you're kind of just chatting it up, and it's like, well, what's your status with this young lady, right? Oh, you know, like back in the day in the 90s as we were boyfriend and girlfriend. That's yeah. an obvious thing, right? And then a little bit in that time, it was worth seeing each other, which I still don't know what the difference is, <laughs> right? Amen, right? And then in the other time, it's like, you know, we're just hanging out. Yeah. Literally three different things, and every one of them is less and less committal. Yeah. Because in a, in a, in a boyfriend-girlfriend, that's an exclusive relationship, yeah, and you're not seeing other people, right? In a, in a we're, we're, we're seeing each other, 
means we're actually dating and dating necessarily doesn't mean that it's exclusive. You can date other people and I don't agree with that practice, but it is what it is. And then we're just hanging out is code for we're trying to have sex. <laughs> I'm true. trying to have sex with her. Friends with benefits. Right. But I'm not running. I'm not trying to commit to this person. I don't yeah. I don't really need to get to know them. I don't really need to know their like deep insecurities and their feelings and all this other stuff. I'm just trying to satisfy my immediate physical needs i'm trying to satisfy my flesh yep. and more and more we're trying to satisfy the flesh as yeah. we do that we become the kind of people that are not intentional yeah so we don't have intentional language we don't have intentional yeah. you know habits we've developed unintentional systems that we use to get by autoresponder life yeah so you meet people and like people go well the, i don't understand the millennial kids the millennial kids these days they don't make eye contact with you they yeah. say whatever's on their mind right and but they're not actually saying anything but they're saying something they want to feel free they want to like you know like i have so many people who are like would raise a fist inter, you know on the internet digitally to to support a cause they truly don't understand whatsoever yeah. but when it comes time to actually stand up and like hey the draft is happening you have to go to war i'm not doing that yeah so it's a life and it's a it's a it's an environment where just we talk about it but we're not about it. Simple yeah. as that. So if you want to win in life, if you really want to retire early, if you want to like make financial massive gain, if you want to have awesome relationships, you want to have good fit, physical and mental health, it's all about intentions. Yeah. Now the problem with intentions today is not cool. Mm. Bro, it's not cool to be intentional. Mm. It's not okay to be the mofo walking in the room like I'm eating this. This is what I'm doing. This is how I represent myself. This is how I hang out. Like if I walk up to a young lady, I'm married now, but if I was going to date again, I'd go, hey, how you doing? You look good. I like you. I like how you talk. I want to take you out. Guess what? That's not cool today. It's not cool. Right? What is cool today? You, you're you literally some pervert lurking in the corner. You know what I'm saying? You're eyeing her down like, hey, girl, I kind of like you, but not like How you. you. I'm, I'm giving you vibes, but not vibes. I'll buy you a drink, but I won't pay for it. Like, What is this bullshit about? Like, you're laughing because you know it's true because, you know, even in a 90s kid society, we didn't have, I believe technology is creating a world of unintentional people because instead of having a real dialogue and eye contact, you can just bury your head. Like, we literally have created a device that allows us to avoid human interaction. Yeah, 100%. And instead of that, we're going to go into the metaverse and a bunch of other stuff. So how do you become intentional? You have to ask yourself this fundamental thing. Do you actually want to become and achieve the things that you've dreamt about? Mm, come on. That's it. I just watched that Kanye documentary. I think it's dope. Kanye was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this from producer to and musician. There's no doubt in his mind. There's no doubt that he's doing it, right? And I thought it was cool to see somebody go, I'm doing this. That's it, period. Like, don't stop me. Don't, don't hold me back. I'm doing this to the extent that I'm going to literally be filmed doing it before I'm a big name so I can be a big name. But it's that level of intentionality. Yeah, I've, I've said multiple times, in a world where we're all connected, no one's connecting. We're literally connected to everybody. Yeah. But no one's actually connecting. We're not, we, we've lost the art of real connection. We've lost the art of a deep relationship. And I think it's interesting, you know, you, you had said at the, the retreat that, we're thermostats. We we tend to walk into a room and absolutely set the tone, set the temperature. Mm. And so when people like you and I 
meet each other, we immediately go into kind of Sherlock Holmes mode and go, I need to find out this person's intentions. Yeah. And one of the things that I can honestly say about you is just like, you're exactly who you said you were. You, you, this, is the, this is the person that you get. This is who you are. This is what you're doing. Mm. And it is so rare and it is so refreshing. And so what I call any time I'm going to take an action on something, I ask myself, is it needed and necessary? Because there's a lot of things that are necessary but not necessarily needed. There's a lot of things that are needed, but eh, do I really need to do that? And so it turns into a want. But needed and necessary is people who can equip people and show them what what I call, I'm going to show you what a decision looks like. And to the to the point when we were at the, the retreat, I made a declaration to everybody. I said, hey, I'm going to come in to the next humble retreat. I'm going to be sub 200 pounds, and if I'm not, I'm going to give everybody $1,000 cash because I need to show them what a decision looks like. And that's the thing. Leading by example has become very rare. It's all do as I say, not as I do. And that's an embarrassment. Yeah. It is a drastic embarrassment that we pay more attention to some stupid crap on TikTok that doesn't alter anybody's life for the better. Yeah. Yeah, I heard this the other day, and I think it's actually true. You know mm-hmm. how the Chinese own TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off on a 30-second tangent. You know that the algorithm in the North America is designed that we see a bunch of dumb, idiotic shit because, frankly, that's really what we're asking for more of. So we see stupid people on skateboards and cat videos and all this dumb, dumb dances. dumb dances and stuff that doesn't matter. And that's what they keep feeding you because, frankly, that's what you're asking for is mm-hmm. a bunch of insignificant drama nonsense. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the TikTok in China is a different TikTok? You know their algorithm feeds them positive reinforcing things, yep. success, yep. talent, people doing incredible things, innovation, you know, accolades, is, you know, business, uh, sports. It's literally feeding them an entirely different television show. It's equipping show. them. Yeah. So it's, I think that is so profound of this society that we have. Now, here's the cool part. I'm not a person to complain about this generation, the next generation. You just have a really cool opportunity because mm-hmm. if you realize that you live in an unintentional age, mm-hmm. if you simply become intentional, you win by default. Yeah. So absolutely. when I say like just tell the truth, the, pol- the opposite of that is just stop lying. Listen, if you just became intentional with your time, with the people that you hang out with, yeah. with your own you know, thinking. Yeah. You would radically shift and change and grow for the better. Yeah. Because if I could, if I could take, like today with this Gen X, Y, Z, whatever they are today, I don't know, whatever they are, they have immense technology advancement yeah. that we just didn't have access exactly to. Exactly right. And I'm trying to stay on top of these trends because I'm not trying to be this old fart yeah. who just lost. You know, I'm trying to get get all this technology understood so I can deploy it in my own world. Exactly. If you have access to so much profound technology and advancements and things to your, at your fingertips and information, and you developed communication skills, yeah, you'd be the next Elon Musk. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, but if all you're relying on is the technology to take over, yeah. meaning, do you know basic arithmetic? No, because I got Google. That's mm-hmm. the problem. I'm just telling you it's the problem because you're going to work slow, and if the technology yeah. stops, you're going to stop. Yeah. Do you know basic arithmetic? Do you know basically communication. What I believe is going to happen, dude, is in the next fifty to hundred years. The most basic of skills, which were taught as etiquette, mm. are going to become the next university. Mm, mm, yeah. 
I will literally make a fortune teaching people to have an in-person exchange because 50 years from now or even 10 years from now, they won't. They'll know how to go into the metaverse. They'll know how to put on their exoskeleton exoskeleton suit in all seriousness I'm not joking they're going to put on an exoskeleton suit they're going to go in the metaverse they're going to hang out they're going to live the life they want to live they're going to do nasty shit they're going to have their porno dreams come true they're going to have their celebrity dreams come true they're going to drive their favorite race car they're going to live in a world of entirely false positives so when they drop out of the metaverse and they completely unplug they're going to live in a piece of shit trailer I know you think this is funny. It's not funny. If you watch the movie Ready Ready Player Player One, One, this is what you're getting, a dystopian universe in present reality. Yeah. And what's going to be missing? Handshakes. Mm -hmm. How do you even shake a hand? I don't know. How do you look a guy in the eyes and tell him the truth? How do you have a real conversation? How do you even have sex with a woman? Yeah. Right? Because if you watch the movie Demolition Man from like 94. Yeah, I remember remember that that scene? The dude's eating like a piece of cardboard that's supposed to taste like steak and stimulate his brain cells to make him feel like he's eating a steak. And then he puts on this weird, here's the weirdest scene ever. Like when I'm a little kid in 94 watching this guy trying to have whatever relations, intercourse uh, through a technology system. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But that is literally what's going to happen. Where we're going. Exactly right. And we're already there. See, I just don't know because I'm not doing it. Yeah. To be fair with you, it's already a thing. Really? It's our it's already a thing. We just don't know cuz we don't I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that space. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for fornications. I have a wife. I have a physical wife. I don't need a fake wife. I don't <laughs> need my wife to look like another person. Yeah. I don't need a robotic arm or yeah. face. I have a regular human flesh that yeah. I get to enjoy God's wonders with. That's yeah. it. Simple yeah, as that. Exactly. And no technology replaced what God put on this planet. Amen. Amen. But so will you say how do you become intentional? I'm just telling people that, number one, it's a decision. Mm-hmm. Number two, ask yourself, have you taken time to develop your personal core principles? Yeah, come on. Nobody does this. Yeah. They adopt. Yeah. So you have to stop adopting, and you absolutely have to stop consuming, which is really hard today, yeah. and you have to create something. Yeah. Nobody wants to create because consuming is easy. We got yeah. Netflix. We got you know all this stuff. We got television. We got whatever. We got concerts. We got distractions. We And all we do is consume. And you, what happens is you don't control your stimuli. You let the world decide what you consume, what goes in your eyes, what goes in your ears, and that eventually becomes your thinking patterns. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that you see in your, in your, with your eyes be, goes into your subconscious mind, and it triggers your reticular activating system. Then all you do is have nightmares and see crap and believe the news is the news, right? Mm-hmm. You go, oh my God, you know, the pandemic's the thing and everybody's dying and all this stuff. You're feeding yourself the, the, the information that you received that mm-hmm. was completely biased and unvalidated. Mm-hmm. So I control my stimuli. I don't watch yeah. the news. Yeah. I don't watch negativity. I don't put crap in my brain. You know, I, I I just don't consume stuff. I would rather spend time in utter silence thinking about what I what world do I want, want to, to see? Live in. Yeah, and, and I build that it. world. Yeah, you came to the event. It was a world born out of my own conception. Yeah. I conceived that. I thought about it. I dreamt about it. I put it in my brain. Mm-hmm. And after hours and hours of meticulously putting it in my brain and dreaming about it and praying about it, mm-hmm. I eventually committed it to paper. And yeah. once it went to paper, it went into reality. You know, I have a... I, I talk about the difference between a time teller and a clock builder. And a time teller is someone who is literally running around trying to figure out when to wake up. 
What's my reminder? What do I need to do? Who do I need to be? But people like you and I are literally building clocks Mm. so that people can run their life by them, so Mm. that people can understand what a decision looks like. So you're either a a time teller or a clock builder. That's good. And another way to look at that is I ask people, I always identify really quickly as fast as possible when it's someone that I want to engage with. Anybody that you run into that you're going to have to do business with or have a relationship with are one of two kinds of people. They are either a spider or they're an eagle. Neither one is wrong, but a spider is going to sit there, spin its web, and then wait to catch prey. It's going to wait for opportunities. People are going to come through its web and it's going to try to catch them. Whereas an eagle, every single morning, it's going to fly out there. It, it, is, it is going to get whatever it needs to get. It's going to get its food. It's going to save its babies. It's going to go hang out. It's going to go see the sights. But eagles move. And one of the things that's been happening to me recently is I, I've, I, liter- I physically hear and feel God's voice and presence. Anytime I get annoyed with something, I, and I don't want to move or I want to, I want to sit down or I don't want to do something or I'm not sure something. I will literally feel the word and hear the word move, mm. move. Mm. You need to move. The thing is spiders wait and I am not a spider. I never will be a spider. So when I start acting like a spider, God steps in and he's like, dude, I gave you wings to fly. Mm. And in a song that I actually wrote for the event that we just put on, And I say, you know, I'm flying in spite of my past because the past really weighs us down so often. And it's very refreshing to see someone be a clock builder, Mm. to see someone. I mean, I have a four-month-old literally in the other room. Our last event that we did, he was one month and I still showed up because I move. I fly. I will show up. I will be in action. I will. I am building something. Mm. I'm trying to figure things out. And now we're planting seeds that I truly think are changing the game of how people are going to do events forever. Using from the NFT space to the way events are expected to be delivered, there is a changing of the guard happening. And I I witnessed it because I saw not a good time, not a great time, but I saw people have real honest to God breakthroughs and the entire trajectory of their life is different because they moved because they were intentional about coming you know you had a lot of people come down from Canada and they moved and now the entire trajectory of possibility and what's going to happen in their life is radically different and it's all because they made a decision And it's because you made a decision, many decisions, a long time ago, and they knew what it looked like. And they're like, if I'm going to make my next decision, I want to go around decision makers. God gave us all free will, right? Yeah. Okay. I believe that when, you know, God gave us free will, that means that we have decisions and we have in our thing, in our body called Mm -hmm. willpower. Yeah. Every single day, willpower is like a depleting resource. Yeah. And you're going to use it, right? In the morning, nobody reaches for a beer because you have enough willpower to... To say no. Yeah, say no, reach for water, whatever. But, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you're tired. You've drained your actual physical energy. Your body's tired. Your mind is tired. 
and, and you're like, let's have a beer. Let's cheat on the diet. Nothing good happens after 12 a.m. That's true. Nothing. Nothing productive happens after 12 a.m. It's a bunch of people who are awake yep. with drained willpowers, mm-hmm. and as a result, they make extremely poor decisions that they wouldn't make in the morning. That's mm-hmm. what happens. So, you know, when we are intentional people, the way that I like to think about intention is we have a limited amount of willpower. The yeah. idea of planting seeds is saying, I want to make a deposit here that we both expect to withdraw emotionally, financially, uh, purpose-driven. Yeah, right? It was purpose-driven withdrawals. So here's what I do. I allocate my future willpower. I take the willpower that I know I'm going to have tomorrow, and it's a finite amount, and the next day, and the next day, and the next month, and the next year. And I go, for the next you know, week straight, for the next seven days, I am allocating 80% of my available willpower towards this endeavor. Mm, so when you go to do an event and you go to do a thing, I have made deposits in places that I expect to withdraw. But I know that I have to deposit a tremendous amount of my personal willpower. Yes. So what happens there? I have to show up in the morning ready to go. I have yeah. to exert all of my energy in the most appropriate places. Yeah. I have to preserve my evening energy so that I don't just drain it. Because the real game with willpower is can you get to the end of the race? Mm-hmm. So when you have this really momentum uh, amazing opportunity of conviction and impact and helping people and you've curated that in your mind and you have to curate the experience for people so that you have literally gone through it in spirit so they can go through it in person if you have not gone through it in spirit and this applies to everything the business you want to sell a product you better spiritually conceive that product and go through it in your mind and go through the user journey and say, did I actually solve the pain yes. that I was trying to solve for? And if you solve no real pain, you don't have a real product. You don't have a painkiller. You yeah. have a vitamin. <laughs> you have Come a vitamin on. that only gets taken when somebody thinks they need to take a vitamin. But oh nobody takes a Come vitamin on. every day because, frankly, it doesn't matter. So what I do is I take this. I take my future and I sell it today. That's what I do. I make a deal with myself. I'm trading my futures. So I take, I have seven days of energy. 80% of it is consumed, utterly consumed. And if I care about the result, back to point one, do you think I'm going to waste any of that willpower? No. Absolutely not. Every moment is intentional. Every moment is curated. I bring the best of me to the table. Mm-hmm. So when I do an event or I sell a product or I launch a company or I'm, inve- I'm involved with mentorship or anything in the above, I know one fundamental thing. I will bring the most to the table. Yes. By far. And I know I will. And I'm confident about it. I'm even arrogant about it. I'm the best person I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Just I'm asking. the best person I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the most intentional person That's I know. That's true. And yep. also because I only know me. Yeah. Fundamentally, internally, I can only know one person. Yeah. That's me. The creator made me to know myself mm-hmm. and have a relationship with my creator and then to love other people. Yeah. Greatest commandment in the Bible is to love God and then love people. Mm-hmm. But you have to know you. And when I say that I'm the best person I know, it's because I'm trying to know me inherently better so that I can love and serve other people. It's as simple as that. Because if you so love powerful. yourself, if you love God's creation, that's saying I love God. And I don't mean to be arrogant. I don't mean to put other people down. You can love yourself as much as you want as long as you don't violate the second commandment, which is to love others. If you loving you creates you to compromise <laughs> the love for other people, come on. well, then that's not love. That's lust. Mm. Some people lust for themselves. 
<laughs> they lust for their own significance. They lust for the things that they want to have that they don't believe they can have. They lust for relationships that, they, that they're too immature to understand. And they lust for some sense of meaning because they're missing a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Dude. So they're pursuing Amen. everything they can on this earth to find a sense of purpose because for them, they're missing the most important ingredient, which is a relationship with their creator. Simple as that. So when I do things, to me, it's a spiritual move. If you want to manifest something in the physical, money. I made a million bucks by 30, right? And at 37 years old, I travel everywhere. I've been on the road for a year and a half. We have more than enough money to last the rest of our lives. And I only do things that matter that are impact-driven and then income-driven. Impact is first and foremost. Yeah. Because the money to me matters way less the money is a small little game i played called checkers and i checked the box on checkers i'm very good at checkers and that means i don't need to actually leave the box always tape available and i don't have to leave the game on the table to remind myself i'm good at checkers i can put checkers back in its box put it back on the drawer and when i need to play checkers i play checkers so back to my point here is it is so important for you to know that you have willpower it is so important to know that god gave you agency over your life and the moment you become a victim, you're basically saying, I'm giving up my agency. Mm-hmm. I'm giving back God or other people the mm-hmm. one thing that God granted me with. He said, you have willpower every yeah. day. If you give up your willpower, what do you actually have left of your identity? So, so let me ask you, if you gave up your willpower, could you still know yourself? Mm-mm. How could you know yourself if you don't know how to make your own decisions? How could you know yourself if you feel that you don't have decision-making authority? That would be like saying, I know my arm, but I don't control my arm. (laughs) Right? My arm moves on its own. No, no. For you to know your arm, you must have decisions over your arm. Simple. For you to know your mind, you must have decisions over your mind. And for you to know your words and for you to know your voice, what comes out of your mouth must be yours. Okay. So... This is getting to a whole new level, bro. I'm, but just, you, I'm like, just here's what I'm saying. I I think I'm gonna just hunt Ben down and make him do a monthly podcast with me because I'm not kidding. We're working on music. We're working on future music projects, a bunch of stuff that we're doing, and we have said let's do a podcast since we've known each other. And I finally I looked at my backpack that holds all my podcast stuff. I said. We're doing a podcast right now. I made a decision. Z, I didn't tell him any question, and he didn't care because. We're brothers at this point, and he just gave you guys that. And I'm telling you, this this is not – if you guys are the Titanic and you feel your ship sinking a little bit, I, tr- I want you to understand that you need people like this in your life, and that really was the tip of the iceberg because when you really go deep with this relationship and understand who he is, what he's all about – you are going to start understanding what it is li- it is like to have the proximity to people to help you understand and show you what a decision looks like. Because, because I know that we can go all night. I'm going to cut them off here because I know that we've got, you know, seven hours more of this. And I just want everyone to digest this. But here's one thing that I do. I want you guys to just take a chance on going deeper with this guy. So... Uh, what is the best way for them to contact you, see more about you? Give me the Instagram. Give me a good way to uh, ask for more information. Uh, mentorship. You know, Come see us at the next Humble Retreat. That's going to be fantastic. It's going to be in Las Vegas. But break it down for them in case they want to connect with you and go deeper. Yeah, one website, humble.ceo. 
That's it. Humble.ceo, access to my whole world. So I really, I encourage and implore all of you um, to go find out more about this guy. There is no way, I don't care who you are, you could be you could be a CEO of a Fortune 500 or you could be just trying to figure out what this whole thing called life is. Whoever you are that just watched and listened to this, you got something from this. And if you didn't, you were distracted, go listen to it again. Mm. But I'm telling you, humble.ceo, and one of the things that you know my wife asked me, because you know, first glance when I met him, a lot of people were going, do you, do you think he is who he says he is? And here's what I told my wife recently. I said, humble is more than I hoped he was going to be. Mm. Not who I thought he was, who he said he was. This I always hope for the best. Because remember, hope starts, faith finishes. But I hoped, I'm like, damn, I always hope that someone can help me level up, who can be you know, my next best friend, my next brother, challenge me in music, challenge me in ideas, in business, have fun, show me new things better than I hoped he would be. And so that's the thing that this all boils down to. And you guys just got a glimpse as to why. Zero prompting. We just got done getting 13 tracks ready for a new project that we're working on. We've got a full studio, just so you guys know. Like literally sitting right over there. This is where we've been all day. And uh, we're we're just trying to make a difference in the world. And... We want you to come in, see see what we're doing behind the scenes, buy in just a little bit, take a chance on us. And like I always say, if you can't believe in what's going on here right now and you don't have enough belief to do it, borrow some of our belief. Borrow some of our belief in business, our belief in personal growth, our belief in the proximity to power, our belief in moving. And I'm, I'm asking some of you to move right now Go connect with Humble and, and let's really, really start growing this community because I guarantee you, you are watching the genesis and the inception of something that is truly great because like we were saying last night when we were talking, every single weakness that I have is one of his strengths, 100%. I will, I will make no, no you know, apologies about that because I have gone very deep in my specific thing and I've needed help in many areas multiple times and I found it. I've got my brother in you know, business, in, in Christ, in just being friends and I, I implore you guys to move on what we're doing because one day you're going to look up and, and just wish that you moved sooner. So that's my... my uh, advice is just just move anything that you want to say before we get out of here craig thank you absolutely and i love you more <laughs> you had to do that on the camera on the on my own podcast oh you got me all right thank you so much ben humble it's the